Welcome to All Out Living, the podcast dedicated to providing you tools, information, advice, motivation, and much, much more in the areas of fitness, health, wellness, and style, helping you live an all-out life. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Orange Theory Fitness, Brownsville, home of the best one-hour workout in fitness. Orange Theory, one-hour, full-body workout, heart rate-based interval training, if you're looking for accelerated results, go see our friends at Orange Theory. Keep burning. Welcome to All Out Living. Today we have an awesome episode. I'm flying solo in terms of hosting today's episode. Uh, my co-host Jamie, uh, my wife, is at home with the kiddos, couldn't find a sitter. So it's just, it's me and the crew, our awesome guest Mikey. Before we get started, I just want to thank our friends at all out or Orange Theory Fitness Brownsville, excuse me, for their support and sponsorship of the show. Orange Theory Fitness is not only delivering a great product, but they are building an awesome community and keeping members motivated and engaged. We want to congratulate all the members at OTF Brownsville who are participating in the Transformation Challenge. They're about halfway through that eight-week challenge. I am told that they're going to make some exciting announcements this week to keep participants motivated to finish that race. Here at All Out, we share the stories of our guests who have been there and done that in the areas of fitness, health, wellness, and style. Getting and staying fit is hard work, challenging but and rewarding. Uh, we want to provide our listeners with resources and motivation they need to live an all-out life. So here we go. Let me introduce and welcome to the show my friend Mikey Begum, man. Thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, heard a lot about the show and I'm excited to be here. So uh, I learned about you from a mutual friend. Miguel brags about you all the time. Mike's living out the, the dream I had for being young, hip, musical, skateboarder, smart, all those things, and you know, good at video games and all the above. And he's told me about y'all's exploits in the gaming world. So uh, he's really proud of all that you've done, man. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah, I got to meet him. I want to say a couple of years ago, uh, Miguel Sarkis is, you know, a big friend of ours. Um, you know, we, he came to us uh, wanting to learn, me and my friend uh, Javier Castaneda, and uh, he wanted to play Street Fighter. He wanted to learn. He heard, he heard that we, we went to tournaments, and uh, he was like, teach me the ropes. I want to be a good player. I want to be competitive. I want to travel with you guys. I want to do all those things, and he's doing it. You know, he's, he's actually, you know, been traveling. He went with me. Uh, to Vegas a couple of years now, and uh, he's he's a really good friend and a really good competitor now. So you know, gaming's no joke. It's a billion dollar industry. You know, when I was a kid, and uh, it was Atari and then Nintendo, and it, you know, maybe you spent a couple hours playing video games, but you know, you quickly got bored and did other things. But you know, gaming is a major, major industry, and not only that, is providing tremendous opportunity in terms of employment and. Uh, kids are there's majors in in it and gaming and software development yeah, for gaming yeah, definitely. it's a big deal man yeah it's so. uh it's been definitely booming um you know i grew up pretty much with video games you know especially with you know what my condition is and and stuff like that it's just you know it's hard to do anything else but i was pretty proud that i can actually play video games and, and compete at a high level and i definitely see where it's going uh it's definitely been expanding these last you know 10 15 years and uh it's it's a great time to to, to be playing it's not it's slowing a, down man it's not slowing, it's not down, slowing down, down at all down. No, it's not 
Uh, but yeah, it's really fun, and I'm I'm glad to be a part of it. Awesome. Well, uh, we're going to explore the world of gaming with you. Our goal today, Mikey, is to share your story, uh, show our listeners that despite challenges and what we were born with or not born with, we can still find passion and drive and achieve success. You ready to go? Yeah, definitely. Let's do it, man. So, you're a world-class ranked gamer. What is the game you play? Currently, I play uh, Street Fighter V. Uh, you know, it's, it's a new game that came out maybe a couple of years ago. Uh, definitely big on the competitive scene. Uh, you know, they've actually showcased it on ESPN uh, for the World Championships, you know, two years in a row. So, it's definitely been getting its spotlight. It's a very... Uh, traditional fighting game uh, that dates back to the late 80s. And, uh, you know, I've been playing that game for a while and uh, been competing for, you know, even way beyond that, way past that, I've been competing in other games. But currently I play Street Fighter V using Chun-Li, and uh, it's just been great getting to meet the community, get to play, and, and also, you know, even tutor and train people. So I was talking to Miguel on the way here, uh, you know, gaming has changed so much with, with the opportunity to compete and play online. It's set up a whole different world, a whole different way for you to enjoy and interact with people right. playing games. So Mike tells me there are 500,000 online Street Fighters uh, 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 players Correct. and that you're ranked in the top 300 in the world. Right, yeah. Uh, out of 500. Out of, uh, yeah, because right now, uh, there's different platforms to play it. Uh, you can play it on your computer, and you can play it on your PlayStation. And they've actually combined the two you know, groups to play each other. So now it's like anybody that logs on to play, it's part of that total. There's no separation. Right, it's um, not like I'm playing PlayStation, they're playing yeah, Xbox. Yeah, it's playing different leaderboards right. and stuff. Like, this is one whole leaderboard. And... Um, yeah, you know, it's so great uh, in today's times where you can literally connect online and play right. people, you know. I know it's not the best connections or the the, be- the perfect world, right? It's not next to each other, you know, in, in person. But there's so many people that have no communities around them, that have no other way of playing other than getting online. Right. And um, to be, you know, ranked that high... Um, it just took a lot of, you know, dedication. It took a lot of time. And we're going to get into that because uh, yeah, Street Fighter, definitely. it's not just pushing buttons, man. No, it's yeah, not. Yeah. I've learned about that on, on our long dri- uh, drive. So, you know, Miguel worked for me. I call him Mike Miguel. Mm-hmm. Um, bros of all sorts of awesome stuff. Uh, we've had lots of road trips together. So we, we, we talked a lot about mm-hmm. the art of street fighting and how it compares to chess and strategy right, and, and right, the mind right. game. So... Street Fighter, you know, what I, what I think is great, what I think is really cool, Street Fighter's been around a long time, right? Mm-hmm. I remember when the game came out, I could only play it in arcades. I was around mm-hmm. elementary school age. I'm dating myself for my, my fans that are listening here in Brownsville, Texas. I played at Bobby Bears and Number One Fun. Right. A little bit of Peter Piper, the old Peter Piper. That yeah, was I remember Boca the old Chica. Peter Piper. Yeah, that, yeah was man. that was the best. Yeah, and, and um, you know, the fact that it's still around, it's still relevant, uh, speaks volumes to the, the, the generational popularity of the game mm-hmm. and uh, that there is a, a art to it uh, and a strategy to it that, I, that intrigues people the way chess does or other things uh, do. And it's a strategy game and it's a mind game. You know, Mike told me that the best player in the world doesn't know 
doesn't do the moves any better than he does. It's just it's a strategy. It's all mentality. It's all strategy. It's all strategy. It's all outplaying your opponent. That's pretty much what it is. It's it's you trying to prove that you have better, you know, a bigger capacity mentality, you know, mental wise than your opponent. It's not about execution because everybody can probably do it. Well, that's you know, not true. Not, not everybody. That's not true because I was well, I'm talking awful about like at, the high at Street level, Fighter. Right? Yeah, at the high level. You're right. You're yeah, right. Yeah. But, I mean, it does take a degree of mental toughness it, to actually play that game. And we're going to get into that. Um, but, you know, some of your accomplishments are at the big shows in Vegas. You've made it out into the... Uh, what I guess rounds right like right. top sixty four top sixty four right because they place it that's you know a, that's a huge yeah you know normally they break it down to like who got top eight who got top thirty two and then who got top sixty four right yeah. and I mean those are you know these are people in the world people flying people in Japan, all over the world this is China. not just a local tournament yeah. this is not just a regional tournament right. this is the, the national the world it's not even national it's international right. you know and this is where people from Japan Korea Singapore China. Europe, they're all there, you know. They all came to travel to prove that they're the best. And uh, I was lucky enough to make it, you know, you know, top 64 out of everyone, you know. Out of 2,000, 3,000 players, uh, I was able to place that high. And uh, it's been a huge, you know, accomplishment for me. I always aim to be the best. I always aim to, to, to win, you know. But um, just to be in, at that mark and, and prove how much skill that I was able to show, uh, with my limitations, it's really great. I think it helped out a lot of people. So I'm, I'm just going to briefly maybe get a, define what Street Fighter is in a little more detail because I think we're taking for granted that everybody knows what Street Fighter right. is, right? So there's going to be some of our listeners that have no idea what Street mm -hmm. Fighter is. It's basically, it's a video game where uh, two characters on the game square off in a fight. In a fight. The characters can do special fighting moves. Right. And there's there's... Uh, you know, each one has like a, a, a life span, life meter, a yeah, life meter, yeah. and and you win when you diminish the other. When you diminish the other one, right. right? So it's just basically a one-on-one -on -one fight. I mean, uh, I'm sure a lot of people know what Hadouken is or Shoryuken is because you know back oh, in man, the yeah. old days, you know, that's that's pretty much Can't, universal yeah. now. But uh, yeah, it's basically you know you pick your characters. Um, you know, back then it was eight characters yeah. and. Uh, you exactly you do normals and you do your special maneuver maneuvers and uh there's health bars and you're trying to hit your opponent enough times to where that health bar depletes all the way to empty right. and that's when you win a round right and you got to win two rounds and then you know go on to the next game right so yeah so, it's definitely so when i was a kid the main way you played because uh, there was no online is you didn't always have a friend with you right no, no. so you just played the computer. Yeah. You, know, you just tried to beat the game. Go to the story mode. Or That's right. Go yeah. to the story mode. So uh, because of your accomplishments and success competing in, in different tournaments, you've actually gained enough notoriety notoriety that you tutor people. That's part of how you make a living, right? Right. Yeah. That's pretty much like, you know, my you know day job. I uh, have uh, students uh, that log on to uh, crosscountertraining.com. Uh, there's different trainers. I'm not the only one, but uh, they're able to select my profile. And what it, you know, break it to break it down. It's pretty much they'll uh, sign up for whatever tutor they want, and it's hour-long uh, sessions. What we do is we usually contact them through Skype or through you know other means to communicate with them with voice. And uh, since we're connecting online, you know everybody can connect online to the game. 
Uh, we pretty much meet up in a lobby online and uh, we talk about their strengths, their weaknesses. What do they want to learn? Right. So they, these are kids that probably play with their friends, got their butt kicked, said, you know what? I want to get good at this game. And this exactly. is a resource at their disposal. Yeah. Uh, they hire, you know, uh, Mikey down in Brownsville, Texas, who's <laughs> the number one ranked Chun-Li player right. uh, online. Yes. And Chun-Li is a female character in the game. Right. And was one of the original she was one of the original from original Street Fighter 2. Right. Yeah, so to be the number one ranked player of that character right. is extraordinary, man. Yeah. So that, 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 uh, you know, that's great. And you've also an author. You, you've written a book called My Life Beyond the Floor. Right. right. It's an uh, autobiography that I typed myself. Uh, I use a you know, chopstick in my mouth to type uh, since I had no use in my hands. Um and I typed it out. It took me about uh, a year and a half, maybe two years, to complete it. Uh, it's not a biography, but, you know, just a detailing about my life growing up, you know, disabled. Uh, I have a condition called arthrogryposis. Uh, it's a condition where the brain didn't tell them my muscles to grow. So uh, I'm very, I have muscles, but they're very weak, uh, not able to do any kind of physical activity such as grabbing, walking. Uh, lifting anything, you know, with my hands or, you know, legs. Um, so uh, I wanted to share that message with people about how I grew up and how I was able to get an education and, you know, make new friends and find a hobby and, you know, just to, you know, be out there socializing, you know. I know a lot of parents have so many questions when they, you know, have a family member or they have, a, you know, a kid that's disabled what should they do? You know, how should they raise them? How should they treat them? What do they, what do kids with disabilities go through, you know, going to school? Because, you know, when I grew up, a lot of us, you know, were separate. I wasn't, you know, thankfully my mom and dad pushed me to be as normal as possible, put me in regular classes or put me in, in uh, not in special ed, you know, because they knew I had they, the brain. They weren't following you around, yeah. treating you like a porcelain dog. No, no, no. I mean, I, of course, physically, I still needed, you know, you needed needs help, and stuff but, and but, helps. But they wanted to maximize what you could do for yourself. Right. And, and you know, I I noticed what it is, you know, the separation between the, the, the rest of the student body, you know. And I was fortunate enough to, to be a part of the class and... You know, I still was able to, to, to hang out with the other ones and because and, I still had to, ride, you know, ride the bus with them and, and you know, see them in the mornings and yeah. the afternoons. So um, you have your full. I mean, obviously, you have your full mental capacity, right? Right. They're, they're in the spectrum of special needs or conditions. Um, you know, they're, they're folks that, that don't. Mm -hmm. and, and so, you know what? And we're going to get into this and I want to dissect it is. I remember playing Street Fighter, and I remember thinking, this is too hard. Yeah. I'm going to go do something else. And I, <laughs> the timing of learning those combos, because that's really you know how you're able to compete. Not just throwing single punches or single kicks, but there's these special moves that require great coordination of your hands, mm -hmm. right? Great coordination of your hands and, and fingers and timing. Um, but you don't have full use of your hands, so how do you use the controller? Well, um, usually, you know, a controller has, um, you know, they have a control stick. It's a regular game pad um, that you not put modified. in your hand, not a modified. It's, it has a control stick, it has its four face buttons, and it has its triggers in the back. Uh, what I do is with using my left hand, I'll um, hold the remote with all my wrist. 
I'll hold the remote up like a table, pretty much, with my wrist. Put my face on the control stick to hold the controller steady and to move my character. And then I'll use my mouth or my tongue inside my cheek or inside my mouth to press the button. So it's like I'm basically playing like with one finger. You know, a normal person would be playing with you know off their whole hand, and I'm playing pretty much with one finger, one tongue, pressing all the buttons. But I've been competing since 2004. I've been playing games all my life. I've been playing since I was two years old. I've been that's when I first got my first Nintendo. And, uh, you know, my parents didn't know what I could do. You know, they, they kind of just bought it to see how I'd react to it. And, you know. Um, so instead of saying, well, we don't want him to not be able to play and discourage him. So we're not going to buy that. Mm -hmm. They said, well, let's see if he can do it. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I it took me, uh, you know, it was me, you know, being two years old and not knowing what, it, you know, what controller is. And I just kind of. Stuck my hand on the thing because I didn't want the remote to move anymore because I couldn't keep the remote from moving. Put my face on it to hold, you know, my chin to press the buttons. And there I went. You know, the hardest thing was to actually look at the TV because I'm on the floor. So you're you know, on the floor playing with your with cheek, my cheek, with my face to looking look up, up to, to the see TV. What's happening? Yeah. So luckily, my dad just put the TV on the floor and I was able to play on the ground and, and just grow with it, you know, grow with gaming. And um, it didn't, I didn't start off competing, but you know, in time I got used to the buttons. I got used to the controller. I got used to playing and figuring out which way does my face have to go? Which way does my tongue have to be to be pressing this button in this combination? And it kind of just, you know, I just learned through experience and with street fighter, pressing all those combinations, learning those moves took time. It wasn't like I... Uh, Pop, the learning up. curve for you was right exponentially harder, I'm assuming. Exactly. It was pretty... It was a lot harder, um, but I think a lot of it came from my old... Because I didn't first compete with Street Fighter. I competed with another game, Super Smash, and that was another fighting game that I started. But that kind of translation, you know, the competitiveness in me got me saying, okay, I know I can do this. I just need to remember the moves and learn my character and understand it. it took a lot of losses took a lot of competition you know playing with my brother playing with my friends i'm assuming you you lost a lot at first i did and you probably lost a lot more than someone who had full use of their hands maybe i i, I don't know about that because i you know i and, did and come and from the only reason i say that uh -huh. mikey is because i sucked at that game yeah right and for me to have <laughs> to get good at that game, I would have probably had to practice a lot. Right, and I I did too. But I think a lot of my success came from where you know the people around me. You know, they weren't. You know, you you, you know coming from hearing from your story where you didn't have anybody, you had the story mode. Me, I had friends. I had my brother. I mean, me and my brother have been competing for ages well let, let's break that down let's right. break that down i don't want to fast forward through That's the true. experience okay, okay? Right. so you had a lot of brothers you had neighbors you all told me that you all lived in a great neighborhood mm -hmm. best friends next door across the street right. did they take it easy on you no i had to take it easy on them yeah because it was like i was a gamer right right they were you know outside playing basketball even at first like that. even at first because i started when i was two you know back then we didn't really compete we played games we played you know uh all the old titles like mario and stuff like that well you know i played that but competition wise i was the comp competitive one you know awesome. and i was the one that wanted to hey let's go and try to be you know see who's better at this game or this game or this game 
And they weren't there yet. My brother was because he lived with me. So, you know, we competed all the time, and he would whoop me all the time. So, you know, you're two years old, you're six years old. Video games are your outlet, right? That's right. the sport that's that Mikey's sp- That's like, my sport. That's what I can do. Mm-hmm. I, you know, th- you know, I've learned how to adapt with the abilities I have. Right. Uh, at that time, were, was online gaming already a thing? No. Okay, so you did rely either on, you know, you either played the story mode, which mm-hmm. I think there's limited ways limited, for you to improve right so you you had people around you right i did right. i did i had you know and they were and, and were they positive influences in your life oh definitely did they encourage you because yeah. sometimes people achieve great success because they're always they told do. they couldn't right and then they're proving them wrong i mean there was you know when you're dealing with the competitiveness and when you don't want to be treated differently i never wanted to be treated differently if you beat me and 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 I I was bad, I want you to tell me I'm bad. You and know, there's I a lot of trash talking in gaming, man. Of course, yeah. right? And, and did they, no one took it easy on you. Nobody took it on easy on me because trash. no, because you know it was just that's how we were. If I beat you and I thought you were bad, I would tell you. You know, it was yeah. just you know that was a camaraderie back then. That's yeah. how we were. It still is. It yeah. still <laughs> is too. Yeah, but you know nowadays. You know, you have online and you kind of, you know, have so many resources to play versus back then where I was, you know, it was crazy because me and brother would play and we thought we were really good at the game. We thought we were the best. We thought nobody could touch us because we competed every day, every day. We went to a tournament and got our butts kicked real easy. And we were just like, what is going on? Why can't we not win? Like, we just played this game so much that we wanted to quit. We were like, we can't do this. So let me ask you this. I, I want to dive in because what we're trying to 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 do mm-hmm. the purpose of why we exist at All Out Living is to give people perspective, encourage them, motivate them to reach beyond themselves, mm-hmm. beyond what they think they're capable of. Right. You you start competing. What your your litmus test for how good or not good you are are your brothers mm-hmm. or the people around you, and you think you're pretty good. Right, yeah. you've been playing. Mikey's the man. He's the one. Di- he's the king of the hill in this right. neighborhood. You go get your butt kicked. Mm-hmm. Um, what? How did you process that? Did you process that as well? You know, I'm just not good yet. I need to get better. Or did you process that because of my condition? And I got. I. I, I hope we've really uh, expressed your condition. You play the game with the use of one finger, your cheek. And your yeah, tongue. Right. right. I don't have so, any use of my hands, none of that. So you go to a competition, get mm-hmm. your butt kicked. Right. right. Did you ever have to like self talk all the doubts that I'm just not gonna get better because of my condition? Mm-hmm. Or was just that not something you ever thought of? I don't think about the what ifs I can't do in gaming. You know, when I lose, I come back. You know, I wanna play, especially when it's a, a game that I know I can compete in, right? There's so many fighting games out there. There's so many different titles that I try and I lose and I just, you know, I'm just just having fun. I don't really care. But back then, when I was really into the game, when I really knew what I can do and I felt like I can compete with anybody else, that's when I was like, okay, I lost. I'll come back. I'll come back. I'll come back. Because I knew this is something that I wanted to do, that I could do it, that I you know, it's like anybody with any sport. They come back, they want to prove, you know, even with defeat, they come back, they want to show that they're capable of overcoming adversity. Right. You know, I, I've learned about great athletes. Larry Bird is someone I admire very much. Larry, Larry Bird was not born with any really natural athletic ability. Larry Bird got to where he was because he had 
the most incredible work ethic mm-hmm. and consistent work ethic um, and, and, and just basically willed it, yeah. right? And so it's interesting to me where, you know, you're like, well, it, the, the circumstances aren't that I have limitations. The circumstances are I just need to work harder and come back, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm up till three, four in the morning practicing. I'm up to this day. To this day, I'm up busting my elbows. You know, I had you know almost ulcers on my elbows because I kept playing. I had to get you know doctors to tell me you know you need to rest your elbows. You need, you know you're you're gonna do damage to them. And I'm just like you know as long as it feels good, I'm gonna play. I've you know traveled you know getting carried you know because I have a wheelchair. Sometimes I couldn't take my wheelchair, so I got carried to events. I I did whatever it could to go to events because I wanted to be a part of that community. I wanted to prove to them. So you did whatever it took, whatever it took. Uh, you've taken, I've heard horror stories of a trip you and and our buddy Miguel going (laughs) to Vegas where, uh, it but multiple buses broke down. Um, you had to wait on the side of the road for seven hours Mm -hmm. and then finally another bus came. Then that bus broke down. When you travel, the accommodations, getting in and out of certain buildings that the games are being hosted in, mm-hmm. you you know, I heard that flying wasn't the most pleasant experience for right. you. Right, yeah, because of my condition, you know, I'm laying on the floor or laying down 24-7. That's, when, that's the way my, my most comfortable spot is. So if you have me trying to sit down, it's not going to be pretty. It kind of hurts after, you know, a couple minutes, a couple, you know, just 30 minutes, and I'm already wanting – to lay down and because that's just the way my, my body is made and, and my bones are not the best and my muscles aren't there to, you know, withstand all that. So, so someone in, in that circumstance, I bet you, you put a hundred people right mm-hmm. in, in with your condition, mm-hmm. I would say very few of them would overcome those challenges and say, you know what, I'm still going to work hard. I'm still going to succeed yeah. at the things I can succeed in. And, and I, I hope you appreciate that how world-class you really are at something you found you can do. Yeah, there's not, you know, there there are some names out there that are disabled and, and, and do compete in games like I do. Um, but it was very rare, right? We're like the 1%, maybe even less than that. And, um, you know, that's, that's kind of like where I take a step back sometimes after competing, after going to a tournament where a bunch, you know, people will come and, you know, talk to me and tell me how I inspire them or how... They want to take pictures of me and or how my story has impacted their lives. And and it to me is just like, well, I just wanted to play and compete. You know, I, I don't really treat it as, you know, I'm this big message or anything. But sometimes I do need to like kind of, you know, take it in and say, you know, hey, you know, a lot of people in my position wouldn't do it. You know, I wouldn't want to go across the world in pain, you know, be in the in the trunk, you know, laying under an icebox just to go to a tournament, right? Like, I did whatever. I, I didn't so care. So what drove you? Was it you had something to prove? Was it I want to be good? I want to be the best? I like competition. I like winning. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it – I mean, I played golf. Uh-huh. And golf, uh, you can't fake, right? You cannot just naturally be good at Street Fighter. It takes no, a long it takes, time. It takes a long time. Right? And, and I right? think – You can't fake Street Fighter. Right. right? I, I wanted to be the best. Okay. I, I wanted, I, I, I knew when, uh, sometimes doubt comes into my mind where, you know, maybe my limitations is kind of hard, you know, stopping me from being the best. Maybe I can't, I can't do all those things. Even now in Street Fighter, I can't do everything that a person can do with their full hands. I can't, I have to make up for it. 
I have to outplay my opponent. I have to outthink them and stuff. But that still doesn't stop me from wanting to be the best and wanting to win. Uh, I think nowadays when I go to tournaments, it's more to prove people wrong. It's, you know, I think the greatest feeling that I got when I went to an event is looking at my opponent's face, them thinking this is an easy win, (laughs) and then me beating on them and they're like, how is he doing that? Yeah. And you know, when that was Getting like my that was my first motivation. When I first started playing in tournaments, I would always enjoy going to a tournament and a person like whispering, Who's that? Like, why is that guy there? Like, what is he here for? What is he you know, and then and then they Having get to no see idea me. what to expect. I mean no idea what to expect. And then just coming out and be like, Whoa, what is this yeah. this guy can actually play, you know, yeah. and that's you know, back before there was Twitter and YouTube, we were on forums. People and knew, yeah. People was just, see you, can Google you, and then know exactly. Yeah, back yeah. before then, you know, there was like it was like almost a myth. It was kind of like, do you know about that guy that can play with his face? Yeah. And it was like on forums, and like there was no video of me. There was no pictures back. You know, nobody to post me on some website. You know, anything like that, until like one, you know, one tournament where they actually someone recorded with their camera in the back, and they were like. Yeah, this guy's on the floor and he's playing. You know, this guy's on the table and he's playing with his face, and so, he got fourth place at a major. You know, so again, to hit it home with our listeners, once you get to the level mm-hmm. that you compete at, everybody can do the moves, mm-hmm. right? Uh, just like everybody understands how the chess pieces move, mm-hmm. but then it becomes strategy. It becomes what I do. You know, Mike told me it's baiting them out, right? Mm-hmm. What I can do. Uh, like staring them down in a poker hand. Uh, it's not so much that you know you have a different skill set moving the joysticks. It's it's now a mental game. Right. They know what I want to do, and I know what they want to do. And how do we you know strategize against? I mean, there's different factors. There's it's, it's all about you know what character they're playing. You know what kind of player they are. You know are they rushed down? Are they do they like to hang back? Offensive, you know, defensive. offensive, defensive, exactly. So it, it does take a lot of, you know, thinking too, you know, other than just knowing the buttons. Um, and that's kind of like what I stress about when I teach students and stuff. You know, when I do tutoring, you know, a lot of them already have the execution there. It's already there, but they're still stuck in the low ranks. And they're always asking me, like, what, what's wrong? Like, why can't I do it? And I'm just like, well, you have to start thinking what your opponent is thinking. Get inside their head. When you're finding an opponent, when you're thinking, you know, what do they want to do against you? And how do you make a strategy around that? And then they'll, you know, say, okay. And then they'll come back and they'll be like, I just gained two ranks because of you and this and that, you know. Pretty cool. Yeah. And it's rewarding. It's, you know, I know it's a job and it's and it's great to get paid for it. But I think the biggest reward for me is to have them come back and say, I'm actually doing well in this game that I thought I would never be able to do good in. So it's, it's always helpful and really cool to, to see that. At All Out Living, we're, we're trying to motivate our audience, right? Give them a little seed of hope that, you know, despite the fact that they're tired, uh, they can still go outside and jog or get healthy. Um, different perspective on how they interact. You know, I, I say fitness, health, wellness. Well, that, that encompasses so much. I know we're going to have a group of listeners that has someone in their family with maybe a similar condition or a similar challenge and they're new parents and now they find themselves having to understand you know raising someone mm-hmm. you know like mikey so what would you tell those parents you're advising those parents and i know this is not the first time you have this conversation mm-hmm. you know i'm i'm a parent my child's born um 
this issue is now reality for me and mm-hmm. I want to raise someone that has your positivity, man, mm-hmm. that, that despite its challenges, has something to prove, uh, is going to find something they can do and is going to be world class at it. What would you tell those parents and get into their mind about how to start on a path of raising their kids in a positive light? Um, I would really suggest for those parents to, you know, treat them and raise them like anybody else. You know, I know that there's going to be differences. I know there's going to be challenges. But the things that I remember growing up, you know, I had favorite cartoons. I had favorite shows. I had favorite things to do. I liked going outside. Even though I knew my limitations growing up, I still liked trying. And I like to do and let, allow them to express Allow themselves. them to try. Allow them allow to try. Them to express themselves. Because that is what they'll know the most. Surround them with people that care that you know will help them grow don't you know don't let people coddle them let them be their friend let them you know get to know them and and above all else just let them be themselves because that's that's what they want to do you know eventually they're going to come to grips with what what they can and can't do but don't force it upon them they'll they'll figure it out on themselves they'll know and just be there to accommodate and and uh yeah just let them be who they are man this is i'm raking my my brain trying to remember this this uh this guy's name but uh he he was born uh i want to say with you know shortened arms and legs with very limited use of his arms and legs Mm -hmm. he then went on to be a wrestler actually played football growing up fought in an mma fight Mm -hmm. uh, because he was a world-class wrestler uh, is an author, a podcaster, is, uh, you know, you know, try super achiever. And, mm-hmm. uh, I think what basically what he said was my parents did not treat me, uh, no. any differently than they did my siblings. Exactly. And, I, and I just had to figure it out and they let me fail. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, he's, he's an incredible motivational speaker. Maybe his name will come to mind here in a minute, but, um, I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, his books and he has great YouTube videos, but, but yeah, that, that's what I gathered from him, you know, and, and even with my own kids, um, every kid has challenges. And I always say, cause I've worked really closely with the special needs community is that we want our kids to uh, achieve their potential, yeah. whatever their potential is. And it's different for everyone. It right? is. I'm trying to get into the mindset of anyone who has competed or achieved success in, in, in whatever realm it, that there there are a lot of tedious things that you have to do and you got to just do them right Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. consistent practice i'm sure and well i don't want to assume Mm -hmm. but there are a lot of things you do to continue to stay sharp at your game that just aren't fun but things you have to do right yeah definitely i have to you know review my matches i have to analyze what i did wrong i hate looking at matches that i lost you know i i like to keep myself aware i like to play different characters to get into, you know, what do they feel like, right? Just just, just today or yesterday, a new character came out for Street Fighter, and I was like, all right, I'm going to play this character for the whole day, figure out what he's all about, so I'll know when I fight this character, I'll know exactly what his strengths are, what his weaknesses are. Um, you know, I'll do the training, so, you know, there's training mode where you practice your combos over and over and over, and I'll, you know, get in there and, you know, play different people, and, you know, I'll win, I'll lose, yeah, but when I'm playing at home, 
I'll take every loss as a learning lesson. And I hate doing it, but it happens. And, and I think that that's so important. You hate doing it, but you do it because you know it's going to make you better. Exactly. Right? Um, and, and that can translate to any area of your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I'm not allowed to play video games as much as I used to, right, with, the, with two kids at home. Right, of course. But there was a time after my daughter was born that before my son was born, I forget which console came out, and I was really into video games. And I remember uh, it was a basketball game, and I just absolutely loved it. And they had a training mode, but I was like, oh, that's boring. I don't want to do it. And for a month, I was only getting incrementally better. Yeah. And that's because there's a lot of things I didn't know how to do. And then when I finally said, I'm just going to learn how to do these things mm-hmm. and play the training mode, that's when I got better. Yeah, exactly. And then it was just kind of a life lesson. Look, you, you do things you don't like that are uncomfortable because ultimately that the return on investment is going to be Exactly, yeah. yeah. Well, um, the point of that, the point of trying to get from you and, and, and what we want to get to our listeners you know, in the realm of fitness, which we're big fans of, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, we, we're selfish in that we own a, an Orange Theory Fitness and <laughs> we hope people will, will choose us, but we just want them to stay fit regardless is that, you know, it, it's doing consistent things, uh, the hard things consistently over time that are going to have pay dividends, right? Pay dividends, yeah. It's, it's definitely whenever you want to find success in anything you do, you will do all the things that are great. And all the things that are not great, but in the end, you'll know that it'll, you know, add up to something positive and something great. And just like in Street Fighter and just like in, you know, competitive gaming, that's what we have to do. You know, we have to get up sometimes in the morning. Sometimes I have to, you know, even when, when I tutor people, it's training for me. You know, it gets me, my mentality, you know, you know psyched up and so, stuff. Given where you are in your gaming career, um, what is your motivation now? What are your goals? What keeps you doing it day after day and saying, man, I don't care if it's a 40-hour bus ride to Las Vegas, I'm going. What is your motivation? What is your why? My, my why still is right now to be the best. I still want, I still have that fire. I still have that drive, just like any competition that anybody has going for them. I want to go out there and compete and to prove to people I don't not using my hands. I don't have my full capabilities, but I'm still out here. I'm still having fun, and I'm still out here, you know, you know, trying to to beat my opponent. That's all I care about is who's my opponent. And let me go defeat him, move on to the next one, and and that's why I do it. And that's what I'm trying to look forward to doing this year. You know, this year's brand new. They they did it a whole doing a whole new pro tour that they're doing starting off and. I want to be there at the finals, you know. I want to be one of the best ones, you know, to play the game. And uh, hopefully I can, you know. It's a lot of traveling. going to be a lot of going to different cities, going to, you know. That's just what this game really helped me out, you know. What I really wanted to, to say, too, is, you know, when I, before playing this, I thought I was always going to be in Texas. I thought I was always going to be in Brownsville. I was never going to go anywhere. And with competitive gaming, I was able to go to Houston, to San Antonio, to Dallas, to Atlanta, Georgia, to Las Vegas, Las Vegas, to San Francisco, to Tennessee. I was able to actually go to different states traveling to compete in these games, you know. And for me, you know, being disabled, you know, I didn't care how I got there. I didn't care if I was, you know, stuck in a trunk. I don't care if I was under, you know, three people on a car. You know, I didn't care if I was, you know, 
broken down vans and broken down buses and stuff like that. I still wanted to go. Were there times you got discouraged? You're like, man, this just isn't worth it. And then you pick yourself up again. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, after a bad beat, after, you know, a poor performance, it, it really does sink in kind of like, you know, I practice, I feel good. And then you get blown up, you lose. And it's like, well, where did all that go? Where's my, you know, the positivity kind of drains out. And you kind of have to reset yourself. You have to kind of go back to the drawing board, go and say, you know, where do I, you know, why am I doing this? What am I doing this for? So it goes back, and this is what I tell members who are struggling with maintaining a fitness program. It goes back to why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Exactly. A lot of people are focused on the how and the what, Mm -hmm. but they haven't even really defined the why. Exactly. And it doesn't matter if it's fitness, of its gaming, of its life, of its building your business, of its raising your kids. You have to define that why, that burning desire, right? Mm -hmm. The thing that's going to get you past that 40-hour bus ride, that uh, alarm's going off at 4.30, I need to get my butt to the gym. Uh, I have this report due, I can do it, or I have the sales call I can make, I can do it, um, or not. And if I don't have that strong why, I'm I'm just not going to maintain it. Yeah, better go that extra mile. Absolutely. A uh, few more questions, man. Uh, what, what is your, you have an opportunity, you have someone in front of you, they're about to go on their journey, whether it be fitness, whether it be parenting, whether it be whatever. The journey's going to be tough. Uh, given what you've learned in your life, the things you've overcome, the book you wrote, and you had to be really intentional in, in, in drafting that message, uh, My Life Beyond the Floor, which, you know, we're going to make sure we put in the show notes so that people can can learn more about you read about you and you have this person in front of you and you have their attention what do you, what advice are you going to give that person to fight that good fight stay the course and not give up i would just, or i would tell them you know make a goal and keep at it you know um through the thick and through the thin through the ups and the downs you know you're going to feel failure you're going to feel success and you might feel more failure than success but at the end of the day your job is to get to that goal and to meet it. And no matter what it is, you know, no matter what you're doing, you're there for the reason. You know, you're there to, you know, prove to yourself you can overcome anything that goes in your way. Nothing's too hard. Nothing's too, you know, uh, impossible. You know, just relentless dedication. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What resources would you recommend? Mm-hmm. Tutoring is one of them. Someone interested in competitive gaming? Are there books, websites, training? Let's plug where you work again, man. Tell me, yeah, tell me so, again. You know, how, like, how I like I said, if, if people really want uh, to get into the game, you know, I've trained people all over, you know, the world pretty much. I've trained people from Europe. I've trained kids from New York or whatever, 12 year olds, you know. Uh, they can find, you know, my training uh, profile on crosscountertraining.com uh, slash Broly Legs. Uh, that's pretty much my tag for, for gaming. Why Broly Legs? Oh, uh, I'm a big Dragon Ball fan. Yeah. So Broly is one of the characters that I like, and Legs cool. is the Chun-Li thing, and it's kind of a poking fun at me. Yeah. And uh, so that, so I just put those two together. Cool. Uh, so yeah, you can you can go into training and, and find tutors. You can go on YouTube and search, you know, videos of characters you like. Um, look up the games you like, and this is for any game. You know, you can go into any game, look up things you like, combos, tutorials. Um, you know, there's groups, uh, on Facebook and discord and Twitter and stuff like that, where you can join and ask questions and they'll, you know, people are, are really accommodating and it will help people out. 
Um, so there's no lack of resources. There right? is no lack of resources awesome. in games now. Where can people keep up with you? Social media? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I use Twitter. I use Facebook. What uh, is your Twitter uh, tag? Broly Legs. Broly at Broly Legs. Legs. Um, you know, I do do uh, streaming as well on Twitch, which it's basically me uh, on a camera playing in front of people and, and kind of like, you know, like, like, like a TV show almost. Yeah. And uh, they, it's the same thing, Broly Legs. And yeah. um, you keep the language clean. I keep it clean. <laughs> and I, I actually, you know, help people out there, too. You know, yeah. I, I when people ask me questions, I'm always, hey, help me out. You know, I need help with this. What do you recommend? And I'll go through it and I'll say, hey, you know, do this, this, this. And I'll show it to them on the game. I'll be like, this is what I do to train. This is how I, you know, got to where my level's at. And, you know, and then they were like, oh, okay, cool. And, you know, they'd stick around and watch. Well, maybe it's because I have a history with gaming. And there was a time in my life where I played a lot of games. Uh-huh. I'm just extremely impressed by you, man. Uh, you. I admire how good uh, the, the, how good you, you, you've become at gaming. Um, period. If you were here with full capacity of your hands, I would still think that that's amazing how good you are because I remember how hard it was uh, to, to learn and play games. Uh, but the fact that you do it uh, the way you do it uh, with, with you know, limitations. But, you know, after talking to you, man, I don't think you have all that lim- that much limitations. And I'm sure if we, we put on Street Fighter right now, the, str- the trash talking would start, <laughs> and, and I, I wouldn't uh, hold back. I'm, too, I'm, I'm a little old for that. Back the back of the day, <laughs> I would be doing it. Now I'm just kind of like, all right, let's uh, have some fun. Let's, let's have be, some fun. Let's be humble. Unless you really, you know, want to get in my, my face, then I'll be like, all that, right. Yeah. I, I'm self-deprecating. I really don't talk all that much stress. I'll tell you, <laughs> Mikey, it's been an honor getting to know you. Uh, let me remind people, please check out and, and, and download Mikey's audiobook on Amazon, My Life Beyond the Floor. Follow him on all the social media uh, that he's on. Uh, check him out on Twitch and, and the different platforms that he has a presence on. I'll put everything in the show notes on alloutliving.net. Uh, very, very grateful for you tuning in. Um, want to thank our friends at Orange Theory Fitness for giving us a platform to Uh, discuss these things that we're so passionate about hopefully we plant a seed that will grow in you to you know be relentless and dedicated to whatever it is you're you're, you show you find passion in and to live an all-out life thank you for tuning in mike you're awesome continued success man keep in touch with the show uh hit us up on on social media and let us know how your competitions go this year buddy. i will thank you so much for having me on the show i appreciate it thank you